Hey, it's Beth here, episode 449. You know how we're trying to stay sane? Okay, I've had a terrible week. On um, yeah, Sunday was great, and I read the paper and everything was fine. Monday, we decide that Boris can't walk anymore. Our beloved Border Collie of just one month shy of 17 years. And it's been hell because the person was coming on Wednesday. So you have to live through Monday till Wednesday, looking at him, smiling at him. And he has little moments that make you think he's going to be fine. And then, you know, he's not. So it made me think about this guy and what he meant to us. And he came from a puppy mill, Buchanan Border Collie puppy, puppy farm unlike Buchanan and um, he's Boris Buchanan so Kit saw him I didn't see him there were all these like fabulous telegenic border collies for sale and 70% of this guy's business was actually people picking dogs online and having the dogs delivered by planes or by his, his private plane very interesting way to do it not the way we have we have ever done it. We always pick the dog that comes to us that is the furriest or the sweetest. Very personal. Well, here we were, and Kit said, what about that one? And he pointed, and I didn't see anything. This is where Boris and I had our first problem. He knew it. Kit said, that one, see him right there? And I looked down, and there he was, kind of dark, not no expression, just kind of looking up, comically actually. And I looked at Kit and he liked him and I was like, okay. So we brought him home, we drive in the car, that day he bites me in the car. So I drive so Kit can hold him, he knows I didn't want him. That's how I started with this guy. I've never had such a complicated relationship with a dog in my life. This guy kept a rap sheet on me. Okay. So, I'm driving home. I almost hit a guy on a motorcycle. He actually bounces on the ground in front of me. Gets up, he's fine, doesn't want any care. The whole day is like so tumultuous to me. We get home and Boris is, is a good dog. It's gonna be okay. I start taking him out in the middle of the night, get my asthma back. I'm like, now do you love me now that I have asthma? because of you? No, didn't work. Every single night, this guy, who was so earnest and so sweet, at eight o'clock every night, turned into the Tasmanian devil. He'd run around in circles, only biting my legs. All right, I'm like, really? Really, this is how it's gonna be? Well, we got through it, and he and I found our own little way. Kid had him in puppy class for two years. The guy was a, he was a bit of, bit of work. He, he needed guidance. I think he had too many brain cells for a dog. But what we found that we had together was the hose, which he played with and beat up and growled at for hours on end in the front yard. Our trees grew 
to be the biggest trees in the neighborhood because of this guy. Way before I was worried about global warming and droughts. Okay? I mean, like, 16 years ago. Who knew? All right. We're happy. Then, he and I take a spin in my convertible. I have never seen anybody happier in my life. Bouncing back and forth, delighted, thrilled, making me laugh the whole time. So we found our little way to a special relationship. Then, this is what happened that was great. My son, Brett, got a little mutt, kind of a big mutt. You know, all kinds of things, boxer, all kinds of things that people are scared of. He, he's sweet and he's got a big smile. But it kind of, if you squint, looks a little bit like a pit bull and people don't like that. I'd say he's more border, I mean, more boxer, but in Texas, not all the things anybody likes. I was like, please don't get that dog, please don't get that dog. Well, he got the dog. Brings this dog home. He is the sweetest, nicest dog in the world. And the four of us, Boris, Ruckus, Brett and I, start going to Bull Creek. And we have the best times. It was like when Brett was a baby and we used to, we used to just walk through creeks and lakes and look at frogs and just have the most wonderful time. It was like I got my baby boy back through these dogs and we would have these, I guess, halcyon times. And Ruckus was so amazing. He taught my insecure, anxiety-ridden Porter Collie how to play. I cannot tell you what those days meant to me because they ended. Brett got sick and when he was in the hospital and he kind of knew he wasn't getting out way before I knew he wasn't getting out, he said, please take care of Ruckus. So he'd be in the hospital and I see you all day. Ruckus came to our house, Kit was working and I see you with us and we left these dogs alone. And Boris, two males, Boris never shared his house with anybody. He brought Ruckus in and took care of him when we weren't there. I'm telling you, it was, it was great. And one day when I'm running off to ICU, Boris takes me in the side yard and the landscapers had like left the gate opened. Now Ruckus would run to try to find bread. It's like Lassie, come home. He's, I'm getting in the car. He grabs me at the car door. This weird bark, like he's talking to me, like, get out of the car, follow me. I swear to God, I spoke Border Collie. I did. I followed him to the side gate and I closed it. That was all Boris. Ruckus would have left. Ruckus would have tried to find his home. Anyway, for eight and a half years, Boris has given Ruckus everything, as generous as he could be. They have games they play, they share everything. This dog, who never shared a thing in his life, opened up his home to Ruckus, which was the most important thing that he could ever do. So we've had this 
eight and a half year relationship with both dogs. And Ruckus has been good to Boris too because Boris has lost his hearing and he's become blind mostly and he can't walk. And Ruckus takes care of him all the time. They would run to the back dog door and Ruckus would always wait and let Boris go first like he won. He'd pretend it was a race no matter how slow it went. And Ruckus would let him win. And it meant the world to him. I mean, I, I feel like I'm in a Disney movie. Like I'm in, you know, Lady and a Tramp. But I am. 101 Dalmatians. I swear to God, I speak dog. Because I've been watching these guys for so long. So anyway, Wednesday, the Fed comes. And we, we say goodbye to Boris. Okay, last night. Which was last night, the first night. Ruckus had a bad dream, like a nightmare. And he woke up and it was like he was crying and then he was shaking. And all he's been doing is looking for Boris, sleeping in his places. I was gonna clean the rugs that he used to lie on to kind of get track some traction with his bad legs. I can't clean anything because Ruckus needs it the way it is. This is just like, such a story. I thought I would grieve. I thought Kit would grieve. I didn't know that this would happen because the last time we ever had two animals in the house, it was Bart and Mushi. Mushi came with the house, a cat, and there was no love there. That was a bad romance. These two guys are so close that I don't even know how long this, this it's gonna last. I mean, it's eclipsing my grief. I'm really worried about Ruckus. And I really wonder what it meant to him to have somebody open his home and take care of him when there were no adults. There was no Brett, there was no me, there was no kid. There were 16 hours alone in the house. Just like purgatory, they were left to their own devices for 10 days. That's a long time in a dog's life. Whatever happened, something cemented, something good, something long-lasting, and now we've just got to find a way out of it. So I got to take Ruckus also. It became a threesome in the convertible. Ruckus loved it too. Ruckus found a way to stand on the console in between with his head up high out of the car. He looked like a figurehead on a boat. He had his own position. I gotta get him. Today it's raining and there was a uh, power outage. Tomorrow, I'm gonna get that guy out in the car. We're gonna find a way to live without Boris. We found a way to live without Bray. We'll, we'll do it. We found a way, but it's gonna be hard because it just keeps getting um, smaller and smaller. Our circle, our, our family, but we will find it and I will get I will get Ruckus back. I will get him back up. I will get him back moving. And last time I was grieving and I was the one that people were trying to pick up. I can see what it feels like. And I will do it. And we'll make it work. And, you know, today they just called and they said, Boris's ashes are ready. Oh, my God. It's just kind of never ending, but We'll do it. We'll do it. 
and I don't know what we'll do. We'll just put those ashes right next to Brett's because we can't part with those either. I mean, you need to know people like us. There are some people that just can't go out to the sea and let let it go or to Hawaii or to wherever ski resorts wherever people were happy and just let the ashes go I can't let go of anything so we'll just put him right next to Brett and we'll just call it a day and maybe someday we'll find the strength to let go but some people just can't and I think I think in a way it's okay you'll never read in a book people say it's wrong people will say that's uh, the full circle or closure um, I don't think I'm gonna have closure I don't think I ever want to close this story so anyway that's what happened sanity's not really on the table can't sleep Ugh. I just ate a sleeve that's what professional overeaters call those when you get a box of club crackers and you get this plastic, there are three of them and they're all, you know, wrapped up. Each one of those things is called a sleeve. You need to know this. I've been plowing my way through a sleeve. Ugh. Anyway. And uh, some wine too. So I'm not okay. Not sane. Not even close. And I just, I just probably will... I feel like I'll come back as I always do. It's just really hard. So anyway, Arrivederci, Boris, au revoir. I'll see you again. I really hope so. And that's what we've been through. So that's a picture of him, and that picture is him. So I will be back, and thank you.